Why this fool got more comics than a motherfucker? MCMF, the comic book podcast where I try to get you, dear listener, into the wonderful world of comic books by making my friends read those comic books. My name is Marcus, Mr. Summers, if you're nasty. Uh, joining me, or I should say rejoining me, uh, to yep. talk about a very fun, very stupid story. Uh, yep. And br- frankly, to talk about Ultimate Universe Comics at large. Uh, yeah. I got Gary back in the, the studio, as it were. I'm honored to be uh, reliving this pain. Well, this story isn't too bad compared to half the stuff happening in all the comics, but, you know. Like, if you were to start talking... So we're going to be talking about... Uh, I think the story is technically called Switcheroo. Um, yeah. Which is the story where Spider-Man and Wolverine get their brains switched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is... I forgot that it is not explained until the end of this story. Yes. Why that happens. Yes. Um... But Ultimate Spider-Man, the, you know, from start to finish, I think both or all three runs of it that Bendis does are solid comic books. Yeah. I, I think there are some weaknesses to to the Miles stuff. I think that he kind of gets in over his head with that and hadn't really yeah. developed um, characters past Peter uh, or like Peter's main group. But I think yeah. that like the stuff, the two runs with Peter, uh, pre-ultimatum and post-ultimatum are probably the best of Ultimate Comics. Uh, yeah. And so, of course, naturally it's crossing over with Ultimate X-Men, which is maybe the worst of Ultimate Comics. <laughs> because yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man uh, was the, the beginning of Ultimate Universe, uh, which I should add, they, they did this twice, where they started a Spider-Man-related comic, a Spider-Man spinoff, and then we're like, hey, we can build like a whole universe out of this. Uh, so they yeah. did it with this, and then they did it with, or previous to this, they did it with um, with Spider-Girl, uh, which is an alternate universe comic starring Peter and Mary Jane's daughter, Mayday, who, mm-hmm. I th- she, was she in the Spider-Women book? Was, was that her, Gwen, Jessica, and Annie? I, I don't know. I, I remember she that. did pop up uh, in Spider-Verse and then was around after yeah, yeah. I can't remember what books she's in. Um, this is an alternate retelling of Peter Parker's origins, and then they do a lot of stuff coming out of that uh, that like, just really te- let it take on a life of its own. Like I love their take on the Green Goblin with him being yeah. just like a <laughs> just fucking hench, just huge goblin man. Covered up by fire, which is hilarious given the context of that time that Johnny Storm tried to help him defeat him and ended up making him much worse. <laughs> Johnny Storm, Ultimate Johnny, is hilarious because he's yeah. constantly doing shit and then going, "Oh, I didn't think that that would happen." <laughs> yeah. uh, like when he, uh... so they actually do their own version of the Clone Saga after this. That's like the around the hundred issue mark, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um. Johnny meets Jessica Drew, who in this universe is a clone of Peter Parker. 
And when he finds, <laughs> he has a thing for her, and then finds out that she's a clone of Peter, and just <laughs> just cannot deal with it, because he's like, if I kiss her, and she's a clone of Pete, does that mean that I? Yes, yep. <laughs> sort of, in a manner of speaking, you are into Peter, uh, and you got to live with that. Uh, Ultimate X Men, however. <laughs> is a nightmare uh logan throws scott off a cliff in one issue so that he could go try and like pity fuck gene yeah (laughs) logan is such a like to begin with logan like from the outside everyone's like wow he's so cool look at those metal claws he seems to be a good father figure to like jubilee and all this stuff that's pretty cool. And then, but when you get real down to the nitty gritty, but Logan is a sick fuck in any universe, but in this universe. <laughs> Especially this one. He is Jesus a Christ. proper sick fuck. Just, just absolutely disgusting. Because uh, he's constantly trying to fuck on Gene. They can't decide at what point Logan stopped aging. So sometimes he's like in his 20s, which yeah. is all right, fine. And then other times he's like regular Logan. Who is ostensibly like forty five, so it's yeah. it's tricky. Uh, I hate that sometimes they draw him with, with like without. It's all like you've got the classic Logan look with like the the mutton chops and like the the hair the that kind of looks mirrors his mask, but then you've got this when they try. It was definitely mid two thousands where he's just like clean shaven. Then there's just a goatee on the bottom, and it's like ah, uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah, get it away good. from me. <laughs> No mutton, you know, no mutton chops, no mustache, just yeah. goatee. Disgusting. Just the goatee. Yeah. Get this man away from my family. Get him it. out of my yeah. community. It's like that. That's the kind of guy who would definitely hang out outside of high school. <laughs> just like, hey, look, I've got a motorbike that makes me cool. Yep. Uh, there's also, the, I think, the one good like thing to come out of Ultimate X Men is Ultimate Kitty, who I think is like, yes, a great version of that character. Um, mm-hmm. she basically just switches right over into this book uh, after yeah. a certain point. Because I think it's during the second Ultimate Spider-Man Annual 2 Peter and Kitty start dating. And they date up until the Clone Saga happens. Yeah. Um, and then Kitty goes... I think I think she does go back to X-Men for a while and then Ultimatum happens and then she's fully just an Ultimate Spider-Man character. Yeah. Same, uh, not not at the same point, but like the eventually the same happens to Iceman. It's just like, hey, Iceman lives with Peter now. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah. At some point, it was just Brian Michael Bendis doing whatever he wanted. Uh, he would just go and grab uh, like a random character that he liked and would just put them in Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, which is a great way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. This is drawn. Uh, this is written and drawn by Bendis and Mark Bagley. These two set the record. For the longest time of, or the longest tenure of any creative team at Marvel uh, on yeah. one title. Because uh, they did yeah. over 100 issues of Ultimate Spider Man together. Uh, and they, yeah, they when really... I think of Ultimate Spider Man, I just think of the one art style. There are like some issues that are different, but like when you think about it, it's just like that same, that like Peter's got a massive head. Yes. Like it's very like. Don't know, but it's like sort of cartoony, but not. Right. 
Like uh, some things are exaggerated, some things are. It's very just. It's very ultimate. Like when you think about it, like, you think about it. Yeah. yeah, it's everything is Mark Bagley's art style, really, and it's perfect for this take on the character. Uh, I will say later when David LaFuente and uh, Sarah Pacelli later come on to this book, that's I love that stuff. Sarah Pacelli yeah. is one of my favorite artists. She's like one of my big influences, uh, and she co-creates Miles with Bendis and I cannot think of anybody at, like granted a lot of other artists obviously have drawn miles but when I like close my eyes and I think of Miles yeah. Morales I see Sarah Pacelli's design mm-hmm. um, this is really quietly one of those influential books of of the 2000s um, if not ever because it does cre- uh, you know introduce Miles Morales it creates uh, what's kind of the mainstream perception of Peter Parker yeah uh, and, and it does a lot of things that call back on stuff that people remember stuff that people don't such as but not limited to Peter Parker Johnny Storm and Bobby Drake all being friends yeah uh, and then they blew this universe up <laughs> yep during Secret Wars it just goes away and then quietly comes back, but is never been like delved back into. Yeah, it's it's really weird. It's like, especially fucking Xenomorph Head Reed Richards. Like, uh, why are you here? <laughs> I mean, I, to be honest, he's more compelling to me personally than regular Reed Richards because regular Reed Richards is just a nerd, and I hate him. Yeah, this Whereas leans the into sort of, this yeah. leans into Reed is a fucker. <laughs> Reed is just a, an absolute piece of shit. Uh, and like, so we get kind of the modern perception of Reed Richards where everyone now is like, man, Reed fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know what really fucks me off about Reed Richards? It's like this, the ultimate universe is meant to be like the most evil version of him. But when the two realities are colliding, the evil one is trying his best using his like weird world that he's created to save the entire ultimate universe. Meanwhile, 616... Reed Richards has made a magic eugenics raft. He's like, I'm going to pick the best people to come with me into the nothing verse. He's like, I'm going to pluck Star-Lord away from his team. The last thing he sees is Rocket getting fucking eviscerated by a laser. Let's go. And you're like, wow, this guy is ten times eviler than this guy with <laughs> the one on that's supposed to be evil. Yeah. Uh, but let, let's get into it. Uh, so this is uh, Ultimate Spider-Man issue 66. One thing right away, I love the way that they did the covers for Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, where yeah. It would always be this really cool Bagley art right in the center with the, the spiders on the border. Uh, the number there on the side, and then like a subtitle. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for this particular issue, issue 66, it says, even we don't believe this. Hold on, not to delay even further, but like when but this is coming out in physical copies... Were they the size of regular comics for you yes. guys over there? They weren't for us. They were like bigger. They were like proper, like proper tabloid magazine size. So they were even bigger for some reason. Because I remember them being like, you'd have all the regular comics, and then they'd just be like magazine size, like gossip magazine size for some reason. That's bizarre. <laughs> what? Yeah, I've got no idea why. I I distinctly remember having like regular size, like um. I had a tray. Same covers, same I, everything. I had a tray were, yeah. of the first five, mm-hmm. and first five, first six, whatever the arc is, where 
however long that first arc is, I had that in trade, and I distinctly yeah. remember it being regular size. No, but also big. I think I've got like a best thing I can. I've got like a World Cup sticker book here. We're on camera for everyone listening, yeah. so we won't be able to see. But it's like this size, like a magazine size. Whereas all the, all the other comics are regular comic size. It's really weird. Supposed to be the nightmare to back and board because it's oh, like there's no nothing God, like yeah. it. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I've seen this in like comic shops, regular size. Yeah. So I don't. They did comics weird over there for a long time, though. Like there were a lot of yeah. comics you guys just didn't get. Yeah, we got them in compilations. Yeah. They're really weird. We had stuff like Essential X Men, Wolverine and Gambit, where it was just like a Wolverine story and a Gambit story just smashed together or yeah. pulled from an X Men title. Yeah, reading Civil War was hell on earth. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like the idea the, of trying to collect all those fucking frontline tie-ins. The first, the first Civil War title I ever like read was the side issue where Black Panther turns up and he's got the armor and he fights Steve. Yeah, and Steve's like explains it to him, and then to Charles like, okay, yeah, you seem to be speaking more sense. And then just goes home. Yeah. crossovers in the mid 2000s were funny because they would always put black panther in them and then he would just be there and then go this is stupid and leave remember in house of m where he's like the black panther tie-ins are just like they send Sabretooth to try and kill him and he just kills Sabretooth and just continues to just hang out in wakanda a lot of like the the side stories for black panther was like either he'd come and be like this is dumb and go away. I was like, I'm going to send this one specific guy to go deal with Wakanda, and it would never end well for them. <laughs> Especially in Secret Invasion, where they managed to trick the scroll versions of themselves to get interrogated and tortured by their own people, and then storm into Charles just sitting back in the palace, just laughing at them, like, you're eviscerating your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid okay. bastards. It, it happened all the way up even to Infinity when like the Black Order arrived on Earth and Black Dwarf turns up. He's like, I'm going to fuck your little nation up. And Black Panther's like, no, you're not. Just beats up this guy <laughs> three times his size. Like, go home. Go home. Leave me alone. Everybody in House of M's life has changed somehow. T'Challa's is not at all. <laughs> he, he literally has everything he could ever want. It's only because Wanda just doesn't know enough about Wakanda to change anything about it. She's like, ah, no more mutants. I don't know what's going over there. <laughs> Let it happen. She's like, all right, everybody gets what they want. And T'Challa is just like, he's just not married to Aurora yet. <laughs> That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's he's still pursuing her. I guess that was that was what he wanted was to chase her still. <laughs> uh, so Ultimate Spider-Man issue sixty-six opens with Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. Yep. Uh, so. I really love the way that this, uh, for starters, the intro paragraph of, you know, now the fledgling superhero lives with his widowed Aunt May and tries to balance a full high school curriculum as a night job with a, as a web designer for the Daily Bugle tabloid, a relationship with the beautiful Mary Jane Watson, a friendship with Gwen Stacy, the girl living at his house since her father's death, because Gwen has not died and become carnage yet. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I saw You're... the, um... The splash out of the previous issue, and it was Gwen's face. I was like, is that when that happens? Nope. <laughs> it wasn't, no. Gwen becoming Carnage is the funniest thing because, like, you want to talk about a weird comic thing people don't know about. Gwen Stacy getting murdered by Carnage, being absorbed by Carnage, and then later becoming Carnage. And then getting the symbiote drained out of her by Eddie Brock. 
and just being alive again is so funny. Yeah, it feels like like Bendis is like, I can do whatever I want with this universe. Let's do the most insane shit. But somehow, like, the stuff that he pulls off, it's outlandish, but it's fine. I don't know what happened in X-Men, because, like, they're doing some wild shit over there. <laughs> X-Men and Ultim uh, Ultimates is also fucking bizarre and fucked up. Yeah. I think the... <laughs> I would try to... Yeah, I try, but the most fucked up thing for me was, was like there was a whole like the subplot in Ultimates where it's like, oh, we've, the, we've got a mole somewhere in it. And it turns out it'd be fucking Black Widow, and she murders Clint's family, and then how he murders her when she goes to finish off Tony because Tony's in hospital, and he just like pins out of the wall crucifix style with arrows and just fucking kills her. And you're like, okay, <laughs> okay, Clint, okay. Uh, it's like for those who don't know, Peter dies in this book or in the the second run he dies taking a bullet for captain america who was he the president at that point in time he was and not just any bullet a 50 cal bullet <laughs> shot by the punisher yeah <laughs> like he gets shot by the punisher goes home to get patched up only to find the sinister six on his lawn yeah trying to kill aunt may and gwen <laughs> no they're trying they're trying to kill um I think it's Bobby and Johnny because they're home because Aunt May doesn't turn up till later because she gets in a taxi, arrives, sees the Aunt commotion, <laughs> pulls out a revolver and fucking shoots Electro to death. Which, I love the, the... We have not talked about this actual book so far yet, but the point where Aunt May... They threw that out there first that Aunt May owns yeah. a revolver. Where, yeah. <laughs> this did not come out of nowhere where Aunt May just pulls a gun. She had, we find out when, during yeah. the Venom stuff, when Eddie turns up at the house to try and get the piece of the symbiote that is in Gwen. Yeah. He, um, uh, he knocks on the door and he's trying to talk to Aunt May and Aunt May's like, huh, interesting. And pulls a gun out of a drawer and points it at Venom. Yeah. Um, but this book opens with a just a, a big piece of art of uh, of Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. And it's, hi, my name is Brian Bendis. I'm the writer of Ultimate Spider-Man. Every once in a while, a story comes along that defines a writer. A story so powerful that he doesn't want to tell it, he has to tell it. This is not one of those stories. And the drawing of Bagley in the background... <laughs> He's sitting at a drafting table writing a note that says, help me. He's got a ball and chain. Because he doesn't want to fucking do this. It's also, like, it's such a beautiful fella story. Yeah. In retrospect. Yeah, it's like, hey, we gotta. I don't remember what happens right after this, but it's very clearly like a. Hey, we need yeah. to fill some time. Uh, <laughs> also, worth mentioning, this story is edited by a man named Ralph Macchio, not that Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Which confused me as a teenager. Uh, so this opens at the Parker home in Queens uh, with Aunt May yelling, Peter, get up! And he's like, Peter gets up, and there's clearly right away something off about Peter. He's got, he's fucking got his hand fully down the back of his pants, scratching his ass. He also fell asleep fully dressed. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a freak. 
And it's like the way the the first time they draw his face, he looks so old. It's like the spirit of Logan is through, is living through. He looks he looks hammered. Yeah. Uh, and so Aunt May's like, oh, good morning, sweetie. And he, he's like, what the fuck is going on? I forgot this is when they're moving into that new house. Yeah. Uh, and so they're, like, Aunt May is talking to him, and Peter's just looking around, confused. Where am I? <laughs> what am I doing? He goes downstairs, uh, like, into the basement, and he finds... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He starts looking at stuff, and he's like, like he smells the web fluid. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and he he looks in. He opens up a book, like a textbook, and just says, "Oh no!" <laughs> uh, and MJ comes down the stairs. She says, uh, "Hey, Peter, the whole point of having a boyfriend, Tiger, is having someone to walk to school with. With let's go." And he's like, "School." It's like, not exactly my definition of a hot date, but sadly, it's the best we can do today or yesterday. And she kisses him and hugs him. And we get... Oh, no. <laughs> the thrill of Michael Jackson. <laughs> he looks so fucking sinister. He's... <laughs> like, there's nothing good going on in this mind. Logan is up to some nut shit immediately. Yeah. Just a, a horrid old man. Uh, and then back at, back with Logan, he wakes up, stark nude, and immediately goes, Ugh, what's that smell? Hey, what's going on? Where am I? Ew, what is on me? I'm hairy? How am I hairy? I stink! And then he looks down. He pulls back the sheets and he looks down at his dick and he just nah, <laughs> that, That's crazy. He has meat watching. I can't believe it. <laughs> he says, that's not He's going to have that knowledge for the rest of his life. He says, that is not my dick. <laughs> this is another man's hog. <laughs> he looks down and he says, which is, where do I, like he doesn't say this, but my assumption is he looks down. Sees all the hair and is like, okay, that's that's definitely new. Like, he doesn't look at his arms and, like, the fact that he's way bigger now. He just yeah. looks down at his cock and balls. And he's I like... Thought, like, I don't know if, like, he would feel it because he's in Logan's body, but surely you would know he's, like, ten times heavier. Right. <laughs> It'd be so funny if he just couldn't sit up because he wasn't used to it. He's like, ah, like a turtle. He's like, I used to be way stronger than this. What the fuck? Uh, my, my presumption, my read on this is he looked down and is like, hey man, when did I get my foreskin back? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I say this because I've always read Brian Bendis's Peter Parker as Jewish. Yeah. More than, like, yeah, and I yeah. know that the, the read is that, like, main timeline Peter is supposed to be yeah. Jewish. But Brian yeah. Bendis is, like, specifically his Peter is always, like, Yiddishing all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, in the mid-2000s, where every other panel, like, being punched in the face and going, Oi! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so Peter looks, and he sees Logan. He says, my... And then he accidentally pops his claws. Yeah, 
I love that you can't control them at all. Yeah, it's a running gag through this story is that Peter keeps fucking his arm up because he keeps turning his claws on by accident. Um, back with Logan in Peter's body, he says, uh, Mary Jane's like, what do you mean you're not going to school? He's like, yeah, I'm not fucking going. Uh, and she's like, uh, he's like, what's going on? She's like, uh, I don't know. You tell me. What are we talking about? Are you going back to being Spider-Man? Is what? Do you have to go out as Spider-Man? Uh, yes, Spider-Man. That's yes, I am. Uh, he's like, I, she's like, I got your costume in my house. You want it back? Yes, go get it. Please go, go get it. Leave here and go get it. She's like, we're gonna be late for school. He's like, doesn't matter. Just go do that. That becomes an edgy. This is like Ultimate Universe in a nutshell. Where he's talking about like you shouldn't go to school. Oh God! Schools for losers. Stinks in the mid two thousands. Oh, we'll we'll get to stinking in the mid two thousands because yeah. I have some thoughts on the Ultimate X Men. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and so Aunt May's like, "Hey, Peter, fucking answer me when I call you. The phone's for you. It's someone from the Bugle. I want to note that I love Ultimate Aunt May." her design is so good because it makes her feel older without making her feel ancient yeah like the problem with main timeline aunt may is she's subject to the sliding time scale but in reverse because in 1965 she's like or 1967 uh she is the oldest woman who's ever lived (laughs) she looks like she is going to turn to dust if a strong breeze hits her Ultimate Aunt May looks like she's maybe 50. Yeah. Like, her hair... I think that's a conscious decision just because Peter's so young in this run compared to the the, the main universe. Because yeah. they're in the main universe, he's sort of, like, stuck in his early 20s. And it sometimes goes close to 30 and then slides back. Whereas this, he's, like, starts it... Does he start at 14? He's 15. He does. Yeah. I don't think he, he dies makes it right eight. after his 16th birthday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the fucked up thing about cool. Ultimate Spider-Man is it takes place over the course of like one calendar year. Yes, so much <laughs> happens. It's constant where like Peter turns 16 and I think he dies like 10 issues later or something. Yeah. Uh, and then Miles' run is so much faster by comparison because mm-hmm. I remember it being a big deal that they were for Ultimate Spider-Man 200 total. Um hmm. Miles, uh, like it is Peter's birthday. It should be Peter's yeah. either his 17th or his 18th birthday. And uh, they are at the Parker home. It's like Peter, or it's Miles, Ganky, uh, Kitty, MJ, Gwen, Kong. Shout out to Kenny Kong, by the way, a character who has never made it into anything. Yeah. But I fucking love that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, They're all at Peter's house celebrating what should be Peter's birthday. And it's like, damn, I feel like his birthday just passed. Yep. Just like... (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this all takes place over the course of like one year. Uh, And so um, he comes up the phone and Ahmed's like, what the the fuck is your problem today? (laughs) What is up your ass, dude? Just give me the phone, lady. And so it's Peter 
calling in Logan's body on on the line. And he's like, yeah. he's like, is it you? Is it you? What did you do? He's like, who is this? He says, what did you do? What freaky mutant thing did, did you do to my body? And why am I in your hairy beast body? Why am I looking at you in a mirror in a, some gross hotel in the middle of God knows where? It's like, why am I in your stinky dog body? Yeah, Pia's a, I guess a, a little bit racist. <laughs> a little bit racist in this issue. And the issue afterwards. <laughs> Fix your mutant shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be some mutant shit, shit dude. <laughs> what is this mutant bullshit that you did to me, man? <laughs> you and your fucked up school and your fucked up shit. Yeah, fuck you guys. I think his first three or four interactions with the Ultimate X-Men, he's like, God, you guys fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go home. I mean, they do. They do. <laughs> they do suck. But Peter is constantly like, fuck, I hate you people, man. What the fuck? Why are you all like this? Like, there's an issue where he and Kitty get abducted, where the X-Men get abducted by like, Ultimate Deadpool. Yeah. So Peter shows up to save them. <laughs> and so... They've got, like, Chameleon or somebody there. I'm remembering this yeah. in real time. And Kitty, like, they're all trying to figure out, like, who is who they say they are? How do we know that you're you, Spider-Man? Or Spider-Man's like, how do I know that any of you are you? And Kitty walks up and whispers something in his ear. He says, yep, you guys are all the right people. And I've always, like, wondered, what what is the implication there? <laughs> what is the implication? I just went up with we know you've seen Logan's dick. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> maybe Kitty knows, like, details about, like, a mole he has. I, yeah. It, it could be yeah. anything. Or, hey, remember that time we want, 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 He's like, well, that's something only Kitty would know. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, Peter's like, hey, shut up, shut up. Is my aunt in the room? He's like, yeah, okay, don't talk. Shut, fuck up. Just, just go go to Midtown High School, go to my classes. He's like, no. He's like, go to school for me. He says, I, no, I'll meet you. He's like, I have cut 10 days already this semester. I literally can't cut another. I will get expelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then he pops the claw again and fucking takes off his pinky. <laughs> He's like, oh, God. Oh, I need to talk to him. Oh, somebody hit. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna make it. Oh, alright. And he's like, uh, fuck, uh, don't don't look at me like a weird. You people all smell. Take a shower. Bye. What a king. Uh, and so Logan begrudgingly goes to school as Peter. There's a dude here in this panel uh, at the school who has a ponytail and a soul patch, and I feel like there is no more American experience than knowing a guy who looks exactly like this in high school. Yeah, he looks like Shaggy with a ponytail. <laughs> like, I knew a dude who looked exactly like this guy. Uh, Logan, as Peter, continues being a sicko uh, uh, yeah. and is ogling the cheerleaders. And she's like, I hey. think how he's been alive for like a billion years and he hasn't seen cheerleaders before. He's like, the leather walk around like this. Eh? The funniest yeah. part of this is that it is in Peter's voice. Like, I had yeah. to remind myself that he sounds like Peter. He's like, hey, uh, they let him walk around like that? And she's like, like what? Nothing. It's like, where's your book bag? Book bag? The bag with your books in it? I shouldn't have to explain this to you, man. 
he's uh she's like are you good Did something happened to you last night you want to tell me and he's like i'm i'm good he's like babe listen tug time is over so why don't you go play with your barbie or do whatever it is you do around here <laughs> misogyny 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 yeah. uh she's like here's your damn costume what is your damage <laughs> and look goes costume looks down in the backpack sees it and just goes well that's not happening yeah we're not, we're not they say that kind of crossover <laughs> like the face he makes he, he looks like he wants to laugh out loud and he's just no yeah. fucking way man he's the homemade stitching on it he's like mm, i don't know about that says, oh this, this kid absolutely made this in his basement he's like i'm wearing black leather or i'm wearing nothing <laughs> the mid-2000s, and I'm an edgelord. I need a black leather outfit, or it's gay. <laughs> Alright, Brian Singer. Yeah. Which, to be to be honest, that is what the Ultimate X-Men wear. They're wearing, like, black vinyl. Yeah. Like, it's like, they look like the, like, kind of like the original training costumes, but they're all black. With, like, yeah, some I think, yellow on them. I think it was just, like, there's a lot of, like, superhero redesigns that happen like after the blade film did so well it's like ah the people want to see black leather still midway through 2000 like no they still want to see black leather like no they don't <laughs> put some color back in like the um, <laughs> house is kind of dark brother the wild redesign of north star and like um early like new mutants volume 2 where he's got like a gray oh, leather outfit God! And, like the, yeah, we the about space visor <laughs> Yes, why the fuck? Like, I remember we talked about that in the um, in the episode we did. Yeah, he looks... I remember looking at it going, why is North Star dressed like Cyclops? Yeah, he looks like the villain from, like, an 80s ski film. I'm going to turn up and, like, snap, I don't know, like... <laughs> he looks snap like Iceman a villain skis. who would have attacked North Star in, like, 1990. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> he just looks so dumb. Like, who the fuck is his character, and where is John Paul? Yeah. I can only tell it's him because he's a bitch. <laughs> uh, and so Logan almost gets arrested <laughs> by like the uh, the truancy cops. Yeah. Jumps up on the wall and then like gives him a diving headbutt. <laughs> he just fully Benoit's him. And he's prepared to kill him. <laughs> and he's prepared to kill him. He's like Peter pulls up and Logan is about to donkey punch this cop. <laughs> like the <no> witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> the way Logan runs in, this looks like any fight uh, that is refereed by Herb Dean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so uh, he, uh, Logan shows up or Peter shows up as Logan, and he's like. Stop it! What are you doing? He's like, he's like, what are you gonna do? Fucking kill him? What kind of mutant shit puts you in my body? Now, is it presumptuous of Peter yeah. to assume that Logan that this is mutant bullshit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it revealed to be mutant bullshit? Also, yeah. yes. The thing is, it's like. <laughs> 
I'm going to sound like a ma- the wild most anti-mutant. I'm going to sound like Reverend Stryker here, but like in the Ultimate Universe, the mutants don't do themselves any favours. If something goes wrong, it probably is the mutant. <laughs> I was going to say that. addicted to a drug called Banshee that controls yeah. their mind, and it's like, damn, who fucking did this? And it was like Charles Xavier and Magneto mm-hmm. did this by synthesizing Logan's DNA. Yeah. What? That's the fuck. They, tri- they follow fucking Legion halfway across the world, just like leaving a massive swath of destruction. Get to the end, and Xavier's like, all right, I'll, well, guess we'll kill him. <laughs> you should do that a lot sooner, pal. <laughs> Come on, Charles. Would you get it together? Uh, and so Logan's like, how do you know it was me? Because I'm pretty sure it was you, Pugsley. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Crazy insult. Also, this this side by side of them standing next to each other, looking at each other, yeah. puts in perspective how short Logan is. Because Peter yeah, is only like five foot six. Yep. Peter is I a. Think Ultimate Universe Logan's a little bit taller than usual, which is good for him, I guess. <laughs> Not by much. Peter is a fifteen-year-old boy looking yeah. eye to eye with this grown man. And Logan is able to tell right away that Peter cut off that finger. Yeah. He says, he's like, hey, what the fuck? You were in my body for two minutes. And he's like, hey, what class are you skipping right now? He's like, how should I know? He's like, what class did you sneak out of? I have to go to class? Yes, I specifically told you to go to Midtown High School and go to my classes. Mm -hmm. What was unclear? Uh, he says, I came to the building. You said, came to the, you said, to the building. You, I saw your mouthy chick. What else do you want from me, man? He says, they take attendance in class. If I skip, I'll get expelled. He says, you have more important things to worry about. He says, just fucking go do it. He says, you have more important things to worry about than this. He says, then being expelled? I used to be an honor student and now I might get expelled because you never leave me alone. And so Logan, Peter has to explain to Logan how the spider sense works. Yeah. Because he pops a claw and he's like, oh, why is my head buzzing? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that happens. He says, uh, I can't believe I have to do this. Anyone ever tell you you're a little high strung? And so Logan walks into the class uh, and immediately tries to leave. <laughs> Yeah. He walks yeah, uh, in. Yep. Yeah, toilet. Bye. He's like, I'm here. I gotta pee. <laughs> so sorry, you're. The guy's like, I'm sorry. He's like, sorry, you're sorry, but I have to pee. So, Mr. Parker, the bathroom is for students who come to class tonight. He's like, just let me. He's like, if you walk out of this class, you may walk out of this school for the rest of your life. And he turns, and I thought for sure. There are two times in this one page where I think Logan is about to just the, beat the dog shit out of somebody as Peter. Yeah. Uh, he, he turns... Like the last panel, he looks like... Again, he looks like Logan is trying to force his way out of his face. Like, that looks like Wolverine. When he's, like, looking back at the teacher, he's like... <laughs> and so he reluctantly sits down. Uh, and... Uh, Flash Thompson flicks the back of his ear and I thought for sure he was going to yeah. give him a fucking brain buster on the table 
<laughs> just, just beat his ass. Because uh, he scowls so hard that Flash looks back and growls at him. <laughs> which I should say, Flash likes when people are mean to him. That's why he has a crush on Gwen Stacy. Because mm-hmm. the first appearance of Gwen Stacy in this comic, she pulls a knife on Flash Thompson. Yeah. Oh, I love Ultimate Gwen. Uh, yeah. So then, Peter looks up and is like, I needed Logan to come back out so that we could figure this shit out. But he's just in the class. He's like, I was gonna, yeah, I'm gonna call, the, I'm just gonna call the X Men. I, I, I was gonna have him do it, but if this is the kind of guy he is, uh, and then uh, <laughs> some dudes in a stolen Cadillac are, well, I don't know if it's stolen. We don't ever find out why the cops are chasing these guys. I assume yeah. they did some sort of robbery. I mean, they um, are shooting at them. So. They are shooting at the cops, but yeah. presumably the cops were chasing them already, and then they started shooting at them. Yeah. So Peter decides, all right, I'm going to try and stop them. Uh, causes a car accident. Uh, attracts way too much attention to himself. Yeah. And the issue ends with a truck, with the Cadillac being flipped over at him. And he's like, oh man, this is going to hurt. And <laughs> all the class are... Are, are looking out, and we see Peter's more recognizable classmates here. Flash, Kong, yeah. and I think that's Liz Allen on the right. Yeah, it is. I'm trying, is Liz Allen Firestar in this universe? Am I remembering that correctly? I don't know. The only thing or the only storyline I remember in is like when Gwen first joins. And didn't she talk shit about Gwen? Because Gwen's got a knife and it's like really edgy. She is, because uh, I remember she's friends with Mary Jane. Yeah. And like, that's where you get that great panel where Peter says, "Uh, hey, not all not all hot guys are jerks. That's a stereotype, and I reject it." <laughs> and she's like, "Is this motherfucker serious?" Uh. Yeah. Yes, Liz Allen is uh, is um, is Firestar in this universe. She does um, find out that she's... I'm looking. I forgot she, her dad is the fucking blob. Yeah. She tries to fuck Peter in uh, in the first issue. I will say about this issue, the first um, one of the two Switcher issues, I thought, didn't think it was going to end like this. Obviously, I've read it before. I've completely forgotten about it. But I thought it was going to be one of those things where the class that you just happened to be in was history class, so Logan would just be like, shooting up all the questions because <laughs> he'd been he alive there. forever, and that would have been like a cool, like, oh, Logan's actually very smart in some ways, but nope, just gets a truck thrown at Peter. This issue, so issue 67 opens with, uh, <laughs> opens with, Brian Bendis fucking strangling Marvel yeah. associate editor Nick Lowe. <laughs> he says, Hi, my name is Brian Michael Bendis. Or my name is Brian Bendis. I'm the writer of Ultimate Spider Man. And tell them who you are. I, I, I'm Nick Lowe, associate editor. And what do you have to tell these people? Ah, come on, don't do this. Ah. 
this story arc. That was my idea. And, like, he, Bendis is getting increasingly mad. <laughs> just two hands, just throttling yeah. him. Bit of the old Thomas Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> Why, you little... I didn't really know he was going to do it. I was just getting around. I... And he said, now go fix my spelling. And throws him up to the side. Brian Vaughn knows how to spell. This is, this is the last part of the story. I promise. I couldn't even... Even I couldn't milk three issues out of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they're like, are you hurt? Can you move under there? And he's like, well, there's a car on me. It's like, if you can move slowly, slowly, move yourself from out from under there. No funny mutant moves. We saw your claws. We know who you are, mutant. Slowly. Yeah. Ow. I'm warning you. Meanwhile, Logan inside is just gripping the desk hand on his head. Not just cannot look. And so the Flash and the other students are yelling out the window. And he goes, yo, yo, Muni! And the only person this entire fucking comic is anti-racist is the teacher. Like, stop fucking yelling slurs at that tiny gremlin. And they're like, whoa, do you see who the dude is? It's that guy from the X-Men. Dude, dude, the mutant X dude is out from our car. Out from under the car. It is the X dude. The X dude feels like a yeah. rejected name for Nate Gray. Yeah. <laughs> or at least Adam X. Oh, I was going to say, or Adam yeah. X, the extreme. <laughs> uh, they're like, oh man, I wish I was a mutant. They're like, we should, we should be able to go home. Can we go home? I feel like if there's any reason to let the students go home, it is this. Yes. A full-on gunfight outside and then a mutant popping up outside. Ultimate Universe Midtown High is constantly yeah. getting hit with, uh, with like, bullshit. Like that time that Moon Knight became Ronin and yeah. crashed that bus <laughs> into yeah. the front of the school. Cause we did, and Peter's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You're supposed to be undercover. Why are you here at my school? trying to kill me what are you doing isn't there a whole um oh no it's miles i'm thinking when fucking nick fury just appears on the roof of his school it's like you're gonna work for me for shield and miles is like uh maybe <laughs> i don't think i will is that when you find out that miles's dad was a shield agent <laughs> i don't know it's it's the same issue he finds out you can go invisible because nick fury's like oh okay that's really? for a while yeah. Um, Ultimate Universe has a lot of weird stuff. I like, remember how Scorpion is just Danny Trejo. Yep. That rules. Oh, how Dazzler is apparently one of the most powerful mutants of all time. I mean, uh, if you ask Chris Claremont, she probably is. I mean, I can see it. You could probably do some weird sci-fi pseudoscience to, like, make it so our powers are yeah. scary. But, like, knowing how Dazzler is in the regular universe and then in trying to take Dazzler seriously in this universe, where, one, she's the inferior version because she's just, like, 
none of the likable stuff that yeah. from original Dazzler that carries over. It's like, and then all the other, it's like um, when the fucking Spectre turned up and pointed at like that one Green Lantern who went, you're going to be the best. No, it's not Spectre. It's fucking Sandman. He's like, you're going to be the best Green Lantern ever. They give her that treatment and then they just fucking kill her. And you're like, okay. Uh, remember when she was president in that one thing? Yeah. Because Brian Bendis, I guess, just likes death. But Battle of the Atom. And, like, fucking Charles Xavier from the future, the little gremlin female version of him, snipes her. Cassandra Nova? <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 uh, it's, I don't think it's Cassandra Nova. It's just literally, like, Charles like just, Xavier's okay, granddaughter. Kind of, yeah, I, I remember. Uh, and snaps all the necks of every multiple man who's working security and then just shoots Dazzler in the face. <laughs> well, and we get that that weird, cool brotherhood that's like Molly Hayes. Uh, yeah, is Storm's daughter in that, or is she like against them? I know she's in that arc, but I can't remember. She, I think she's against them because the good because I they think Iceman's on there. But it's one of the constructs that Iceman made that gained his own consciousness. Because then you meet the actual future Iceman later on in the comic. And he's like a fucking old Gandalf-looking wizard man who can do amazing things with ice. And Jubilee's the Wolverine because she's still a vampire and she just made claws out of fireworks. So cool. (sighs) Shout out Vampire Jubilee. Yeah, you should never reverse that decision. Uh, Anyway, uh, Logan is... Or Peter. Fuck! Yeah. Peter is they're, they're like hey hands over your head he puts his hands over his head the claws come out they're like drop the claws and he's like I can't they're attached to my hands and they put, he takes him he manages to get him back retracted and then they come back out and he's like fuck they're like, you drop do it <laughs> yeah they're like, drop the weapons he's like I don't know how it's like the the fucking um it's like a sketch version of that scene in X2 where Logan's outside and he refuses to put his clothes away and gets shot in the head. He yes. plays it serious. But it's like, it's like the dumb version. I was like, oh, I can't get rid of them. What is this only... Help me, guy. He tries to run and they fucking tase him. <laughs> Logan, meanwhile, puts his like, just bashes his head against a, a tree in just fucking horror. The the look when he's behind the tree, like seeing all this unfold, just the sheer what the fuck is this kid playing out? Like, what face? what is? He's like this is this is fucking Spider Man. I can't believe it. I cannot believe this is the guy. God damn it! And he's like, I'm usually much faster than that. And they're like, what's your problem, buddy? Are you on something? He's like, I fucking wish. I mean, I would. I would Logan, Logan runs out to try and, like, help. Yeah. Uh, he's like, <laughs> he's like, give me a second. Get out of there. What are you doing? And he's like, put on the costume. He said, get out of the car. He said, don't go out in public without the costume. And Logan's like, I hate you. I hate you way more. Fix this. No, but like a a grown ass, ancient, hairy man being taken away by the police, shouting to a child, put on the costume is fucking crazy. (laughs) He's just asking for extra charges. (laughs) So what did you mean by this? Tell us more about this costume, dude. Uh, 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 well, uh, 
he dresses up as a little spider boy. Oh, he, does uh, he now? We uh, we do kids parties. It's a whole act. Uh, I'm teaching the kid how to be a clown. It's like that. Um, do you watch Always Sunny at all? I I've seen some episodes of Always Sunny. Yeah. Oh, it's the one where like uh, Dennis and Charlie try and start a stripper business, and they go around and call themselves Daddy and the Boy. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, you, the implication has never been higher here. Yeah, he, that's true. He won't go out in public without the costume. Because of the implication. What's it? <laughs> uh, so, Peter, in jail, uh, is like, they, they get, they're like, you get your phone call, mutant, but no sudden moves. We call the feds. Uh, they have special agents just for troublemaking mutants, and they'll be taking care of you. Uh, and so he manages to call the school, and we get the our first shot of the Ultimate X Men. Scott Summers, <laughs> Cyclops, if you're nasty, yeah. uh, is walking around the just the baggiest fucking jeans. Uh, Aurora looks like she is. Aurora looks like every pop star in 2006. Yeah. Uh. Kitty picks up the phone. Says, Cyclops goes, the phone is ringing? And the says, the what mutant power told you that? <laughs> Which is hilarious. Uh, Kitty picks up the phone. Uh, Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Gifted Youngsters speaking. Uh, yeah, I'll accept the charges. Oh, thank God. Who is this? Kitty Pride. Who is this? Logan? Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a guy you've met before and I don't have time for it. It's... It's Spider-Man. Like, yeah, okay. Say hi to the Hulk. He says, no, 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 please. It's really me, but I'm in the body of one of your teammates. What? <laughs> he says, I woke up this morning in the stinky dog body of that Wolverine guy. It's actually, it's my brain, but I'm in his body. It's, it's really smelly, itchy body. And he woke up in my body. He's running around the city in as me, in me, as me. <laughs> the implication there is awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like Help me, them. Logan is inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Pull over, sir. <laughs> says, you switched bodies? Says, yes. You and Wolverine switched bodies. <laughs> you know, I know it sounds like total. He says, just like the, uh, just like that movie. Which one? I don't know. There's like ten of them. My assumption is that she meant Freaky Friday, but my first thought was definitely Face Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would have been much funnier. Uh, and Kitty's just... <laughs> well, Peter's like, okay, I'm in jail. I'm rotting in prison. And I'm in this body. And I think I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. If you don't help me, please. <laughs> and she, Kitty <laughs> just doubles over, sobbing, laughing. They could have played it like they could have done the, the stereotype like, I don't believe you, hangs up. Oh, what are we gonna do now? But it's like, no, I believe you, and it's very funny. <laughs> She's like, this is frankly the funniest thing that could have ever happened. I mean it's nice for like the, the X-Men in the Ultimate Universe to have something weird happen that isn't devastating, it doesn't kill half the faculty, so I'm just enjoying that. Uh 
Peter gets so anxious he pops the claws and actually cuts the phone in half, uh, which leads to him getting fucking tased again. <laughs> <laughs> His hair falls off to all sides. It's like fucking Bob Ross. He pops up off the ground like he's been fucking choked slammed out of his shoes. Oh my god. It's so good. Mark yeah, Bagley. He's full of metal, ass. so. <laughs> oh, Mark Bagley fucking rules. And Logan now is like, put on a costume. All that I had to endure in my life, and I have to put on a costume. When I find out who did this to me and why. Wait, why am I talking to myself? I never talk to myself. I'm talking as much as the kid talks. Now I'm talking about the talking. I'm not wearing the stupid thing. Kid doesn't want kid don't want nobody to know who he is. Fine, gotta respect him. But I ain't wearing no tights. Uh, he takes the web shooters. Uh, takes his shoes off. This bit confused me a little because I don't know if it's just me being brainwashed by the Tobey Maguire films, but. Doesn't he produce his own web in the Ultimate Universe? No, Ultimate Universe, he makes the web okay. shooters. And when they do the arc where they're shooting the Tobey Maguire movies, he's like actively upset that they, he's like, my fucking webs don't come out of me? That would be stupid. <laughs> Excellent. He's like, that would be disgusting. Why would I do that? <laughs> I mean... I wouldn't uh, mind it. Um, it does do the Tobey Maguire swing right into the building. Yeah. Uh, I love the second attempt where he doesn't know he's got to do a second one. <laughs> and he just dangles. Yes. <laughs> he's just hanging there. And he hangs his head, defeated. He's just like, fuck. Ah, this is the worst day, man. Or, frankly, this is the worst day of Logan's life so far. Uh... Because he does get violently murdered by Magneto in Ultimatum. Yes, yes, he does, yes. Uh, and so Peter's like, you know, all things considered, I like it here. <laughs> in jail. Quiet. It's nice. Logan has now made his way into the building and is kicking the fuck out of these cops. <laughs> Kevin fucking Stone Cold came back when the Alliance <laughs> yeah, they're, was taken they're... over. <laughs> <laughs> he gives one cop like a shoot lariat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, wearing no shoes. He is doing this in his white socks. Yep. The bottom of those socks are assuredly pitch black now. Uh, and he's like, what did you do? Come on. It's like, what did you do? Let's get out of here. You beat up the cops. I mean, just a little bit. Come on. Peter, don't be so concerned with this. Yeah. It's not like oh, they're good and, people. And during, while he's beating up all these cops, like a stray bullet, it's Logan, well, Peter in the face. He says, fuck, man. He says, I got, sh I, he says, get out of there. He's like, I don't have a key and I've been shot in the head. He's like, but, but you'll heal. Just pop a claw, jam it in the lock. He's like, get the fuck out of here. So then uh, Logan reaches in, grabs the bullet out of his skull. Yeah. 
And he's like, you are do taking very bad care of my body. I actually do one thing. He says, where's my costume? He's like, I'm not wearing this stupid costume. I'm not wearing this stinky mask. He says, smelly? You want to talk about smelly? You need to do a full body shampoo, man. You need to wash everywhere. You smell terrible. You bring up the police. He's like, I was rescuing you because you're too stupid to run from them. I would never run from them if I was in class like I was supposed to be instead of in your chia pet body. Yeah. He says, I need you to think. What were you doing last night? What is the last thing you remember doing in your own body? I can't believe I just asked that. He says, I, last night I did my homework. I talked to my girlfriend. And I fell asleep in my clothes reading The Hobbit. He says, you weren't bouncing around a Spider-Man fighting one of those idiots in a costume with a jetpack? Who could he possibly be describing there? <laughs> I cannot think of anybody who fits that bill. He's like, no, it isn't my fault. I'm not the mysterious mutant with a mysterious past who lives in a mysterious school with a bunch of mysterious mutant misfits who with mysterious freaking powers who fight giant mysterious robots. Of course this is somehow your fault. Why do I even have to argue this? You know this was your fault. <laughs> so now it's my turn, Slappy. <laughs> Fucking Jeff Jarrett here. <laughs> Don't piss me off, Slapnuts. <laughs> Logan show Logan shows up you just hear bow, bow, bow. <laughs> He's like, alright, I gotta ask you two questions. Are you dead? Are you the rock? No, I don't wanna hear your big mouth talk in my world. <laughs> Elite bag chaser, double J. Yeah. Doesn't respect on it. Remember when he was selling gold bars? <laughs> He started, a wrestling, he started a wrestling promotion as a cover to sell gold bars. Goes back to X Mansion. <laughs> Xavier Institute presented by Global Force. <laughs> Comes out here like Ooh, the uh, Xavier School for Gifted Global Force Gold. It's like initiation day, and all the students are really excited. He comes out, holds a guitar over his head. He's completely drunk, throwing hamburgers at them. <laughs> Ah. Teach him how to do taekwondo. He's got them in like an ankle lock and refusing to let them go. Doing double J MMA. Yeah. The kids need to learn it. He makes the kids work a King of the Mountain match. <laughs> ah, he's like, all right, Kenny, you gotta get in the penalty box. <laughs> he makes the new mutants do a fucking reverse battle royal. Yeah. No blasting to the cannonball. Uh, Great shit. So, Shocker shows up. Or not Shocker. Yes, this is Ultimate Shocker. Yeah, Ultimate Shocker. Who is fully just a dude. You want to talk about a costume that looks way worse. Yeah, he looks like just... He looks like any English bloke from a new wave band from the early 80s. He's just like, look at this popped collar and silver eye shadow. Let's go. You think his hair is actually that color or he dyes it to fit the look? Probably dyes it to fit the look. Um, yeah, like, I don't know about purple and silver for, like, the shocker. It's more like a Serpent Society color or Batrock at a push. The Undertaker in 1990. And for some reason he's got fucking plasma rifles from the Halo franchise TM. It's a mess. Not great, um... It sucks too because like all, like regular Shocker is such a 
baller ass design. Yeah. Like all time great villain looks, all uh, like regular shocker. Yeah, even though he as a character he's a joke, like he's a solid design, like his costume, like you look at him like that's a shocker. Yes, Not like oh, I don't know which goblin that is. It's like, no, that's shocker. That, yeah, that's that the stands guy. out. Uh, Shocker, yeah. like a lot of like Spider-Man's classic villains, uh, like have really standout designs. Shocker, yeah. Doc Ock, Vulture. Vulture. I feel like the only one that like actively got better is Electro. Yeah, Ultimate Electro uh, with the the all blue body. I think he looks way cooler. Mm-hmm. I like how Rhinos progressed. I wasn't sure about like the when they try to make him too like robotic, mm-hmm. but the one from the most recent like Thunderbolts run. Where it looks like he's literally half man, half rhino. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's like definitely a more detailed costume. Uh, and so, uh, he runs out and he's like, "Out of my way, losers! You saw what I did to that car. You look, I can do it to your face." And Peter says, "Yeah, look what he did to his own face." No, no, not again. He says. And don't think just because two big superheroes showed up for this that you're some kind of special. And Logan's like, shut up. Don't make your stupid jokes when you look like me. You're making me look bad. He says, I have an... He's what? I have an image. You have an aroma. <laughs> He's like, your smell precedes you, my friend. <laughs> you smell... <laughs> you smell... <laughs> Stink! <laughs> it's a, you know what? You wait till you hit puberty, you'll see how hard it is. He's like, I have hit puberty. He says, Well, hit it harder. Because where I come from, he's like, I'm not having comfortable having this conversation. But he's like, Well, someone has to tell you how. Hold on. And he <laughs> grabs Shocker with the with the webs and pulls him in. Uh, and Peter just smokes him with one shot. That looks like it hurts so much. Like an armful of metal. You're getting pulled <laughs> into it with the tensile strength of one of those. God. He he is in concussion protocol. He he is not going to be medically cleared to return to action anytime soon. Uh, and then the X Men show up, and it's a range from good look to terrible look. Like Ultimate Colossus, great look. Yeah. Ultimate Colossus looks fucking awesome. He looks uh, like he fits in the yes. universe. Uh, Ultimate Cyclops is the most mid two thousands man I've ever seen. Yeah, this dude is he is the lead singer for a Creed cover band. Yeah, this With dude his fucking <laughs> chest pocket square things. He just has gadgets in or some this, shit. This dude has a crossfade poster on his wall. Uh, uh, Kitty is dressed like Jean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rogue looks fine um yeah say, i mean it's sort of like halfway between um a like x-men evolution look and whatever was happening in the ultimate universe so it's not the worst yeah but anytime rogue isn't wearing green it feels wrong yeah uh in the center we have gene who this looks like a design they gave to rachel at one point yeah yeah no it is like <laughs> This is like Rachel's Marvel Girl 2 design. Yeah, coming in with the T-pose. Yeah. Storm, who looks like she just left a Ren Fair? Just looks like Bloodstorm. In a miniskirt? Like, okay. <laughs> it's a very weird look. 
Like she's got yeah. she's got like the the You remember when Jean became the black queen of the Hellfire Club? Yeah. She's got like that kind of corset thing over what appears to just be a brown shirt. Yeah. Which is not a good color. Because I fully thought that she just... If not for the extra lines here, I would have thought she was just like... Yeah. Just wearing just the corset. Uh, a mini skirt and Doc Martens. <laughs> and then the worst look is Kurt, who is dressed like himself, but in yellow. And I've never realized how much I would hate that design in any color but red. Yeah. This looks so yeah. fucked. Um... Yeah, it doesn't do his proportions any favors. He just looks like a, a Dorito. Yes, it's because it, it's the black part of his suit is colored the same way his body is. So, yeah. again, it looks like he's just wearing the leotard and nothing under it. Like, he's just, yeah, like, he's... putting a lot of faith in this fucking Mortal Kombat torso thing. Yeah, and he's not wearing shoes, which is fine because he can grab stuff with his feet. But what's the point in his little anchor, like yellow ankle bracelets? It's a weird design. Uh, Logan looks up and sees Gene. He's like, "You!" And he's like, "I told you to stop hitting on me, Logan." And Scott goes, "He hit on you, Gene?" Yeah. <laughs> Again. So, wait, what, Logan? I told you. Wait. Logan, I told you. Oh, she says, Logan, I told you. And she's pointing her finger at Peter and goes, yeah. wait, I am looking at the wrong person. Turns at, at Logan and is like, I told you, well, if you hit on me one more time, I was going to do something incredibly mean to you with my incredibly powerful psychic powers. <laughs> says, what? Says, you hit me so I, you hit on me so I put a mind whammy on you. I put your brain in the place it least wanted to be. Your brain picked this. I didn't know this is what happened or where you went last night. You did the Spider-Man part. He's like, well, put it back! He's like, you can do that? Just go with it. You're going to need to learn to treat women with respect. And he's like, you have ruined... Peter chimes in, you have ruined my life. <laughs> oh, and she you. switches them back. And he's like... Uh, it says, <laughs> uh, oh, what the fuck did you do to my shoulder? He's like, oh, yeah, I might have... Uh, I hurt you. He says, God, you know why people hate you? It's not because you're mutants. It's because you're a bunch of motherfuckers. That's why. You rat bastard pieces of shit. Fuck you. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. What a way to end it. Uh, <laughs> and so, Gene's like, I should send him a basket or something. Say I'm sorry. I didn't mean to involve him. This is where we, I, I forgot that Kurt has these fucking earrings, which I hate. Yeah. And Colossus looks at Kurt and he's like, why am I, why am I an asshole? I should stand in here. And he says, oh, Scott, no. Scott, being a fucking <laughs> dickhead, says, so, how was high school, Logan? And Logan just fucking smirks. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Peter gets home. And he goes to MJ and he says, hey. She's like, you were a jerk today. He's like, I'm sorry. He says, really? He says, if I could find the English words to describe to you how crazy this day was, I would. But, like, that wasn't me. I wasn't myself. I'm sorry, okay? And she just smiles at him. And they hug and make up. And she looks at him. She says, can I ask you something? He says, sure. That thing you tried to do this morning, 
can we not do that till we're older? And it just ends on Peter, a close-up of Peter's face in horror as he realizes that Logan tried to fuck his girlfriend. Yeah. Logan tried to Omicron the Nomad soul him. He's a, he's a, he's a fucked up man. Like I, was, fucked, I, I, I said it in the Discord, but you spoilers. But like when you find out in the Ultimate Universe that mutants aren't naturally occurring, they're made. Like, somebody had to make this dickhead in a lab. <laughs> somebody was like, I'm going to make the most fucked up dude ever. Put a sprinkle of Peter Filler in there. Going to make him just the smelliest bitch. Just, just, just a fucker, man. He's like, yeah, like, and it was implied in issue 66, but just seeing it flat out like that, of like, this dude wants to fuck, uh, he, he tried to fuck, uh, he tried to fuck uh, the teenage girlfriend of Spider-Man in Spider-Man's body. And that was in the morning, so it was before he like had a full scope of the situation. He was just doing it just to do it. Yeah, he doesn't know he doesn't fully understand that Peter is Spider-Man at that point. Like he's like Peter Parker. I'm gonna get my note. <laughs> he said, Oh boy, I am about to bust. This is like a microcosm. This is kind of like the best and worst of what Ultimate Universe is. Ultimate Universe, I feel like people think that it's a lot more serious than it is. Yeah. The tricky thing about Ultimate Universe is nine times out of ten when it tries to do serious stuff outside of Spider-Man, it fails at it. Yeah. And uh, all the serious stuff, I remember like all the like the serious, serious stuff they try to do in either Ultimate X-Men ultimate well the ultimates i haven't read ultimate fantastic four but like they tried to do stuff serious and whenever they did do stuff serious it was less like oh, okay they're taking this seriously more like what is behind this decision like when an entire building falls on and kills gambit and there's like no weight to it at all They're like okay gambit's gone now i guess even when they kill legion after like a small arc they put him in psylocke's body and then kill them both and it's like what was the point in this well, like, what was the plan like, that's the yeah. thing, is I feel like there was never really a plan with Ultimate X, with, like, Ultimate stuff outside of Spider-Man. And I think part of that was Bendis really limited the scope uh, with Spider-Man, where it's like, okay, I am going to tell these Spider-Man stories from the 60s and 70s with a modern Peter. Yeah. So I'm going to do Craven the Hunter, but I'm going to, like, like, Craven the Hunter is going to be a dude that Peter beats up, and that's that'll be it. Um, yeah. You know, I'm going to do the clone stuff, but I'm going to streamline it. I'm going to tighten it up. Whereas everything else, everyone wanted to take, especially like with the X-Men, you have, you're taking Chris Claremont shit and you're going, okay, how can I modernize it? And you're not doing the extra stuff that made that stuff good. Like, yeah. I recently read the Dark Phoenix Saga all the way through. <laughs> and my big takeaway from the Dark Phoenix Saga is that Claremont does so much work to set up to set it up where it's like he introduces Jason Wingard and does not tell you for however long that he's mastermind. Yeah. Right? He introduces Jason Wingard and you as the reader are just like confused as to where these time slips are coming from, why Gene is acting so fucking weird, uh, yeah. what's going on with all that. Um you know, they do a lot to, like, make Magneto, like, a viable character that you can use outside of him just being a villain. 
Whereas, like, Ultimate X-Men is like, no, Magneto is trying to actively become God King of the world. Um, and, like, uh, Wanda and Pietro are fucking each other. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where it was, it's very of the early 2000s, uh, where it's like, okay, we're going to make everything dark and edgy and fucked up. And so this, and it fails at that, but, like, this is, like, equal parts kind of the silliness that makes comics inherently fun to talk about while also being like a good representation of who these characters are yeah my, i think the biggest uh the best comparison i can think of to how ultimates does everything wrong versus how the mainline does everything right is the whole sort of like in the ultimates the team's a lot smaller there's a lot less characters so things that happen everyone sees and everyone is a part of but the the most annoying storyline for me was the Cable one in the Ultimate Universe, where Cable comes back from the future, it turns out it'll just be Logan. You're like, okay. Um, and up until that point, they'd not really done much with Storm at all. And so they, they decided, oh, we should probably flesh out a character. So all this Cable stuff's going on. Professor X is dead or whatever, and like it's been revealed that Logan's from the future and they're fighting themselves and all that sort of stuff. And then what do they do with Storm? Like, oh, okay, we're going to put her away and she's going to write a play under a tree and you're like okay whereas like in the main universe at the moment they put storm in a prominent role in the center of a story on an entirely new planet yes they've put her to one side uh from like whatever's happening on krakoa but it's like he has all the reasons why she's a fully fledged character here's her like negotiating shit here's her like showing dominance to like because this planet the only language they speak in is like combat and all that shit he has a fucking barring up Doctor Doom. Like, this is that fully-fledged character. And then it's like, but the ultimate unit is like, yeah, she writes plays, I guess. Look, she's an artist. It's like, okay, how is that helping anyone? Like, that's not really... This has just come out of nowhere? Like, it's so strange. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it's dead. <laughs> it helps, too, that, like... Uh, how do I put this? Like, Ultimate X-Men like in why it's so weird it's a mark millar book which tells you yeah. so like there's so many writers who are like to me at least uh whose names are synonymous with like this particular style of like all right let's turn it on its head that does not work yeah i think with because if you look at all of his work outside of like marvel i don't know if he's ever written for dc because i'm not really um big on DC but Mark Millar it's like he, all of his own stuff you can tell he's writing it to like so it can be adapted to a film or a TV show so it has a, d a definitive start point and end point and that's what all of the ultimate stories are it's like Gambit gets introduced runs away with Rogue he dies at the end if you pluck that out and made it its own comic it'd be a standalone in its own pocket universe right so he's not writing the the ultimate x-men to be like an ongoing thing like the main universe so that's why like characters are just dropping dead here and there and everywhere i'm not opposed to like comic characters dying but like it holds no weight like they never talk about gambit after he dies uh they never reference the fact that um legion was uh professor x's son past the point that he dies like, no one ever holds it against them. Like, oh, I remember when all those people of the world died because of your son or anything like that. Whereas in the main universe, you do get those callbacks and stuff. So it just felt like he was just, like, stacking movies one behind the other. And some characters were managing to survive through the previous ones. Right. Yeah, because, like, Ultimatum is, like... Like, Ultimatum 
which granted, I have not read all the way through in a long time, like, an overwhelming number of characters just get fucking killed in Ultimatum. Yeah. Like, I think Hulk, Daredevil, uh, Nightcrawler, Wasp. Beast, Wasp. Is that where Wasp gets, like, eaten by the blob? Eaten by the blob, yeah. Yeah, uh, Cyclops, uh, Wolverine. Like, so many characters just die. Uh, Angel and, as well gets his wings ripped off and eaten by saber teeth. Yeah, and uh, it's just like it's it's like why? <laughs> what was gained by this? And it's not even like killing loads of characters off is a bad thing. It's like so many like what if stories or whatever where people die. It's compelling. Um, most recently, did you ever read the the most the, that recent like Dark Ages comic? That Marvel put out. No, I did not. It's pretty interesting. It's like post civilization things. So I can't remember exactly what happened, but a cataclysm happened, and all technology got fucked. So they're living feudally. Um, some people still got their powers and stuff, and it's like people banding together to survive. And then you find out that Doctor Doom's got a bunch of people hostage, or is it Apocalypse? Somebody's got a bunch of people hostage, and they're trying to like um, they're using Magneto as a generator to like bring back technology. Like, really inhumanely. Um, so they go, like, save Magneto and, like, all the people who've been brainwashed. And, like, when, but because they're the last of, like, the civilization, when people die, it has weight to it. So, like, Nick Fury dies at one point, And, like, because they've been so close for so long, because it's over a span of, like, I think it's, like, 40 years. Like, Peter and MJ have a kid uh, that they try and leave behind, but manages to sneak onto, like, this ship with, like, devil dinosaur and stuff. It's really cool. Um, so when people die, like, you feel it, and it's like, oh, fuck, and a lot of people do die. Um, but, but in this one, it's like, ah, he dies. They die. And maybe if I read... Maybe if I take the plunge and read all this ultimate shit again, I'll have a new opinion of it. Oh, I read it two summers ago. I was like, it can't be bad as I remember it. And I was right. It was worse. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, like, notably standing far above all that is Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, which yeah. is just a good-ass comic book. From start to it's finish, a perfect encapsulation of who Peter Parker is, like, from yeah. start to finish. It's like, if you want to know about Spider-Man without reading, like, 616 going throughout the entire universe, he has, like, a bite-sized version compared to, like, the main version. Just right, read that. Because uh, Peter is in, like, 100-some-odd issues uh, before he dies. Like, 150, yeah. maybe. And then it's 133, I believe. 133, okay. And then, then Miles is around, mm-hmm. uh, and then he Peter does pop back up at the end of like towards the end of that run. Inexplicably, it's hilarious. <laughs> Peter's yeah. return in Ultimate Spider-Man. I, like, not dead. One. <laughs> okay. He's like, hey, like he just pops up in Miles' apartment. <laughs> He's like, hey, can you get my uh, web shooters back? Thank you. <laughs> Does anything ever come of that? Because I didn't read it past uh, that point. What happens is they find out that Peter and um, Norman are both still alive somehow. Like, oh, yeah, I think Norman some, is still alive. Uh, they're linked in some way that brings them back. Uh, and okay. then uh, they, Peter and Miles end up teaming up to fight Norman, and then Peter and MJ just leave. MJ is like, I thought that, you know, the love of my life was dead. 
he's not. She breaks up with her, like, model boyfriend or whatever. Like, her rich boyfriend. And she and Peter just get in a van and drive off. They just leave. Okay. <laughs> and that's the last time you ever see that version of that character. It's hilarious. Jeez. Uh, I don't know why they did that. They might as well just left him dead. I don't, I don't know why they did it. I was really happy when they did it, but then nothing came of it. So I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but, uh, everyone, thank you all for joining us, uh, on this episode of MCMF. Gary, thank you for joining me. I'm glad we were able to do this at a reasonable time for you this time. Hell yeah. <laughs> I managed you today. Hooray. Um, I, I'm thinking there'll be another episode next week. Uh, I've got some stuff in the pipe for once. I'm like actually not planning these one at a time. So yeah. it's going to be that, um, be on the lookout, by the way, uh, friend of the show, Jake recently launched his own uh, podcast uh dragon the lake um so he's going to be doing some fun stuff with that uh follow us on twitter at mcmf pod follow me at archer arios a-r-x-h-e-r-a-r-i-o-s the x is a c don't make me explain it follow gary at fairy stature uh and uh rate us review us tell your friends about the show uh we're coming up on a year of doing this show in a couple months and it's been really cool to be on this ride um Until then, everybody, uh, take care, stay safe, and we will see you next time.